Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, a podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I am your host, Sochil Carmona. Today, I am joined by Liliana Camacho. Liliana is a first-generation Mexican-American born and raised in Los Angeles, California. She is also a first-generation college graduate with a master's in health administration. She jumped on the entrepreneur wagon initially in 2019 and has since relaunched Victress, a makeup brand brand in 2020. Victress represents the celebration of growth, victories, and life journeys, hence the slogan, the beauty of empowerment. I was personally introduced to Victress from an interview shared with Liliana with um, Latinx social media powerhouse Me Too, and most recently Despierta America. And I, like many, fell in love with the Adelita's eyeshadow palette, but you can also shop smaller palettes, lashes, and beauty tools. I'm excited to talk more to Liliana and learn about her journey. We love to get astrological on the podcast as we chat and we ask. Unfortunately, she doesn't have her birth time. However, we do know that her sun sign is in Aries. And you know what? I think that says it all because if you know an Aries sun, that is a sign with a big personality that will have probably and overpowered the rest of the placements anyway. <laughs> so as a reminder, your sun sign, as we most know, is our birthday. That's your identity and where you shine. An Aries sun is a fire sign, a leader, a go-getter with all the energy to keep going a little dramatica from time to time, but also a whole lot of passion. And only an Aries would have such a long intro. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, Liliana. Thank you, Sochilia. It's such an honor, definitely an honor for me to join you. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited. I was telling Liliana, you know, I also have my YouTube channel. So I love makeup. Only a girl with a hundred lipsticks. I had to reach out and I'm so glad you said yes to this interview because I want to learn more about your journey and the beauty of making makeup. Although maybe it can probably be a little bit messy sometimes, not as pretty as we might think in the background, but to start us off, tell us more about yourself. You know, what made you want to go from a master's in health administration to starting a beauty brand? I think, um, um, I don't know if you read the Me Too interview, but as I was going through my divorce, um, I had, uh, obviously I had to take therapy to, in order to cope with, with that situation. And my therapist asked me one question that just really got me thinking. She said, what is something that you've always wanted to do, but you put off because you were so focused on all your energy making your marriage work, which it didn't work. Um, and I said, you know, I always wanted to launch a business. I didn't know what type of business, but I knew that I wanted to do something like that. But it's always very, very, very risky. So with anything with college and just the healthcare field, which is what I'm in, it's pretty safe. You mm -hmm. are bound to get a job. You're going to score a job regardless, no matter what job position you go for uh, or what schooling you go for, you're, you're going to have a job. Um, so I think the entrepreneur, um, wagon is a little challenging because you're not always sure that you're going to make it mm -hmm. um so i think because i started evolving into a different person i really started to challenge myself and start taking risk and i decided to to go for something that i've probably been wanting to do for years but i never had the courage because of feel, uh, fear to fail of course that's always a fear mm -hmm. so um that's what decided uh that made me finally jump into into launching a brand and it started with um 
with lashes because I mean I'm a girl and I was wearing lashes and mm-hmm. I, I kept looking at not to bring a big brand into the play but I kept looking at Lily lashes and I said I wonder I wonder how she does this like I could so do this or I could so like get, launch a business like this and I think that was the inspiration um and I just I'm one of those type of people Aries that literally <laughs> pop an idea and I run with it and I start mm-hmm. doing research and I'm like how do I do this how do I launch it literally zero uh background obviously my my personal account is very personal I don't I'm not an influencer I wasn't previously creating any content for social media aside from my regular life so it was definitely challenging but I I loved it and I'm so glad I did it that's awesome and you know you had mentioned to me that initially you started in 2019 and like you said that fear of failure kind of happened. I don't like to call it failure, I like to call it lessons learned, lessons you know, learned. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it goes back to the same thing of not knowing the industry enough. I mean, I'm not a makeup artist. I'm just a person that loves makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, I started putting out products. I started with lashes. And then of course you're a small brand. So you have to be careful of how much you invest because are you going to really get that money back? Mm-hmm. So I put out, uh, put out a set of eyeshadow palettes. They were very basic, extremely high quality. I like to brag about my quality, but they were very basic. They didn't have any, any theme behind it. It was just a basic eyeshadow palette. I had three um, palettes in total. I launched a collection with lipsticks and, you know, it sold, but it didn't sell to my expectations. And it was kind of like, wow. And then, then reality hit me that you are in an industry that's very competitive mm-hmm. and you are an, an unknown brand. At that point, I think I had like a thousand followers. I, you are an unknown brand. So if people are going to spend, you know, let's just say $25 on a palette, they're going to spend it on a palette that's well-known versus giving you a try. And that was the learning experience. It's like what you have to really think outside the box and offer something that no one else is offering or something that's going to set you aside because there's so much out there that people just have tons and they don't want to spend their money on unknown. So I did launch uh, the collection and I ended actually putting it all on a clearance, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because I really wanted to just get as much money of my investment back. And I, it was kind of a, a it was, it was very, um, it was like a low blow. Honestly, it was because I, I put on this, you know, this huge expectation of what you, you know, it's going to sell and it's going to be a success and it wasn't. <laughs> so it was kind of like, wow. Okay. So I was able to get some of that money back, of course, because putting it at clearance, I did a few pop-up shops and, you know, things sell when they're in pop-up shops. Mm-hmm. So it's, I was able to get some of that money back and I just decided to close shop. And I said, I really need to analyze like what I want my brand to represent and what it actually is, you know? And at that point it was called Victor's Beauty. And it was uh, like all the names of my palettes were related to like my current situation because I was still going through divorce. So the revamping of the brand was actually a fresh start. Like, all right, you're done with divorce. Like you made it through. So (laughs) what does your brand represent now, you know? So it was definitely, um, I think it was a good like nine months, 10 months that I wasn't selling anything. And then, you know, I jumped in baby steps. I said, okay, I'm going to put lashes back on the market and see how it does. A lot of my returning customers were excited. Um, So it kind of gave me that push like, okay, they were expecting me. They did miss me. So now I started putting out more products, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know, in general, just to be like, oh, it didn't go so well, but just to have the courage to be like, let's try this again, because I feel like a lot of people would just be like, well, 
that's a sign. Maybe I wasn't meant to do this or their ego was is just so hurt. You know, you're almost like, do I want to fail again, maybe or something, yeah. but you just kind of spend it, you know, you maybe learn the industry a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that is exactly what I did. I started, I still kept the page active because people would still tag me on looks. Mm-hmm. And I started really looking around if uh, like what it is to build a team of promoters, like people that do makeup content, create makeup content, makeup artists. I have local makeup artists that, you know, we collab and, you know, I give them product. They give me content. I started learning all of that, things that I didn't learn right off the bat. So then I said, okay, so this is how it works. And, you know, you start to strategize like, right, X amount of product is going to go towards marketing and promoters and then x amount of product is actually going to be on sale so then you start getting smarter with it and you start distributing your your income wisely so that you don't put all your money out there without you know you, you start getting smarter with it point of blank mm-hmm. so what would you say it's what would you say is harder making the product or sourcing the product putting it together or marketing the product i don't think making the product is challenging for me uh, because i really I feel like I'm very creative and I didn't know I was prior to Victor's <laughs> because my ideas of like the, the names and all that, they just, it's such a pleasurable thing for me to do. Like I sit there and I'm like, Hey, what would be a good name for this? Or, you know, what would be a good, like, for example, my highlight palette enlightenment. I'm like enlightenment. That's what happened to me. I kind of woke up one day and I was just a different person. So I just, that creating products is probably e- easy to me with the exception of course, choosing formulas because the choosing formulas, I take a lot of pride into being really, really picky with it. Um, even sampling, even having other makeup artists test the products, because I want to make sure that the quality is good. Because I know once you try my product and you say her products are good, you're going to come back around eventually. You know, so that part is the only hard part about creating it. I would say learning how to push my product market and social media management is probably the hardest thing for me because at the end of the day I'm still a regular person I'm Mm -hmm. a mom I have a child you know and I have um, a full-time job so it's like how do you balance that and then creating content creating content is a whole full-time job Mm -hmm. it ends oh for sure yeah I work for a beauty hair care brand I am part of the marketing team and I just manage the influencers let alone there's a direct marketing team there's a social media team the Instagram manager you know so a lot of times with like you know smaller businesses out here when you're that one person trying to do it all you know so far what you're doing is amazing (laughs) the fact that you you know so it's like you're competing with brands that have departments, marketing departments, customer service departments, product development departments. So hats off to the Aries for doing all the things. The leader, <laughs> the, the leader of all the things. Definitely. It's so challenging, but I mean, I love it. I don't think I would have it any other way. I don't see myself quitting this, even if there is like a, a low like a low, a low tide for say, like, I don't see myself ever quitting this, to be honest. I know that I did at one time, but I took it more as a break than a, than a quitting. Um, but I, I don't see myself like, I really do have high expectations for this. And that's what it takes. You really have to believe in yourself. Most people won't believe in you, especially the people that grew up with you, especially the people that have seen you be a normal person. And then now they see you like with the Despierta America, it's like, wow, now she's on, like, she really went on TV, you know, like, None of the people that I know have been on TV. So it's definitely like those people don't really believe it until they start seeing it. And that's a little challenging. But as long as you believe yourself, as long as you know that you're capable of achieving anything you want to do, you will do it. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not only TV, it's Despierta America. Everybody and their abuelita knows Despierta America. <laughs> that was huge. That was huge. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed. I think when they when they first called me to schedule it, I, it took me like a good day or two to process it. And yeah. then the interview happened and I was like, okay. And then it took me a day or two to process the interview and then a day or two to process it airing. So it was definitely intense, but it was, it was, it was huge to me. That was huge. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's on radar. It's on, it's, it's visible to people now. And now we've got to really work to put product out there. And now they they know about you. So let's keep bombarding them. So they know about you and they take in what you're actually, your brand represents, you know, that's my mission for 2022 actually. Oh, for sure. Like I was just like, well, I just saw what the me do. I saw the brand. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, first of all, I saw a Latina and I was like, yo, I'm on it. And <laughs> even when I like showed it, even my husband who, you know, well, he, what he knows about makeup is from me, but even he thought he's like, oh, wow. Las Adelitas. Like, oh, what are the names in the palette? Like even he was intrigued yeah. by it. So I was just super excited to see that. And I think in general, like just to see your brand growing and how are you like, working to do everything, but also get the name out there about it. The name as far as Victress goes? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, the brand? Um, yeah, that is just marketing, to be honest with you. I rely heavily on my on my uh, influencers that I contract with. I have about 12 girls right now that create content for me. I rely heavily on that, reposting. I also, you got to invest in money in marketing, promotional on Facebook, on Instagram. So I rely heavily on that. But the Me Too thing was huge for me. It was actually the only free marketing. And all it took was for me to email them. Honestly, that's all I did. I I took initiative to email a couple of uh, Latina pages. um, And I was just, you know, I literally copied and pasted the email. I was like, this is what I want to present my brand as. Give me an opportunity to showcase it. And I sent my email to about 10 pages. And within a day or two, um, Me Too replied. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, okay, you know, she, she did a phone interview and then she wrote an article and it was just like the moment they posted it, it was just like, boom, I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed, but I was like, this is what you wanted, Lily. Like, this is what you claimed that was going to happen and it's happening, you know? I saw the orders. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Sorry. God, I was I'm a one woman team. I was like, wow. And you know, my mom stays with me. She helps me with my child. Thank you. Thank God for her. But she was like, Mija, are you sure you don't need help? And I was like, I got this mom. Cause if we mess up orders, I can't afford to mess up orders on your customers. So literally it took me like four days to work on through all those orders, but I, I did it. And I was so happy doing them because it was just like, wow, like my dream is slowly coming true, you know? Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. But that just is a reminder, basically shoot your shot, you know, like uh, that's what I think stops a lot of people. And honestly, what has stopped me even sometimes personally, because I was like, okay, what if I reach out to them? They say no. What if they are just like laugh or what, you know, don't take, you know, but like, just go for it. What do you have to lose? They don't respond. They don't know you. You ain't got nothing to lose. And I had pages. I had pages, um, not respond. Obviously I had a page. I had one particular page. I'm not going to say the name. They reached down. They were like, okay, can you give me a little bit of feedback on your brand? And I was like, yes, I scored. I wrote this whole thing and they never replied back. I was like, oh my God. So definitely knock on doors. Some will slightly open and then they'll close it. They probably didn't think it was, you know, good enough content for them to post whatever their pages, you know, but I, I felt like if it didn't happen there, it was going to happen with something 
bigger and it definitely happened with something bigger so always trust that a little backstory that I want to tell just uh, going back to the if it didn't happen with one particular idea it'll happen with another mm-hmm. I always trust that things are going to happen the way they're supposed to happen Las Adelitas Palette was actually not going to be Las Adelitas Palette Ooh. it was going to be um I'm from Mexico City my family's from Mexico City so está la leyenda del volcán Popocatépetl um, Mm-hmm. So I had this whole idea of how I was going to have the art. I had the artist paid already, like deposited with, and, you know, him starting to sketch. Mm-hmm. And he was going to start sketching La Leyenda de Popocatépetl, which was like a Roman, basically like a Mexican Romeo and Juliet, but mm-hmm. Aztec, you know, um, in Aztec times. And he, he, I, I was scrolling through Instagram and I see a, a very small brand. They probably have like two or 300 followers. And I saw the palette idea and I was like, wow, like, Somebody took that idea already. And I was like, all right. And I, I really got bumped out. And I was like, okay, scratch that back to the thinking lab. That idea didn't work. So, you know, you don't feel like it's original enough anymore. So what mm-hmm. are you going to do? And I had already thought about Las Adelitas, but I didn't put too much idea into it. And then I went hard on the research because I really like doing research because I want to make sure that I understand what I'm putting out. I'm not just putting, you know, a, a cultural thing on, on a palette and calling it a day. Like I want to make sure that I enrich myself with my culture so that I'm able to present it properly and correctly. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much like missed stories on, on, on our culture that, you know, ideas or whatnot, but I wanted a true story. Like, who are they? Who were they? What did they fight for? Years, dates, everything. I wanted everything and I did it. So Las Adelitas came up like that. It wasn't my initial plan for for the palette, but I think things happened for a reason because I honestly don't think the Popocatépetl would have been such a hit as Las Adelitas is. Mm-hmm. So definitely trust trust your path. If it doesn't go one way, it's because it's not supposed to be that way. Yes, that's how I live my life. You know, when you get disappointed by things, it's like maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe it wasn't meant to be now or, you know, like. I truly do believe everything happens for a reason. If something wasn't meant to work out, if something was meant to possibly fail, you know, you were meant to learn something from it. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I feel the same way. And like you said, I live my life like that too, personal too, not just business. Like if it doesn't happen, that's because God said, that's not the way you're going. You're going this route, you know, (laughs) this is the better (laughs) outcome. (laughs) Yeah. A little quick detour. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Wow. Wow. It just sounds like you're doing a lot <laughs> and kind of like a one woman show there. Like you're doing this brand, you're building and growing your brand, by the way. Uh, you're maintaining a full job, full-time job, and you're a mom. <laughs> How are you balancing it all? I have no idea. <laughs> I had an answer. Um, I it's challenging and like I, I mentioned earlier my mom helps a lot with my son like right now she's watching my son as I'm doing this it's, it's extra you know um but I'm I'm able to balance it I don't know how I think um I do take a lot of time for self-care like I, I definitely say all right I've had enough I need a mental day or a mental break I'll mm-hmm. take a day off of work I'm not like an excessive workaholic I'm very professional but if I need to take a day off I'm gonna take a day off because I need it and I try to like give time to everything like give enough time to my son give enough time to orders there's things that you could just afford to spend some time away from and I try to do that because that's what keeps me sane and Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to like me learning a lot about coping skills when it comes to like depression and anxiety when I was going through my divorce um and even after my divorce you know it's life gets hard period 
Um, but I think I've, I'm very proud of myself in that sense. And, and I wish I could enrich our culture more on that, on coping with emotions. I think I've learned a lot of how to cope and I'm very self-aware. So I know where I'm hitting that breaking point where I'm not processing my emotions correctly or I'm not being rational with my feelings. And I'm like, all right, Lily, it's time to take a break because you're, you're losing it a little bit, you know? So I'm able to do that. And I'm so blessed that I'm able to do that because not a lot of us are, you know? Mm-hmm. And is that through like, maybe like the help of therapy too? To um, help it get- was at one point. I took yeah. therapy for a whole year. Um, yeah. I took, when I first got divorced, I took an intensive outpatient program that was actually four days a week because I was mm. literally losing it. So I was losing it. Mm. Um, so I was really, really, really bad. And um, I, that was like a, a four week course. And then after that, I just did weekly therapy for about a year. Um, and then after that, I just, you know, I just started becoming more self-aware and started being analyzing myself, like, what is the purpose? What is my purpose? You know, and um, divorce or any, any time your, your self-worth is challenged and, and makes you feel like you're not worthy of things, of, of worthy of being happy or whatnot. It's, it's probably one of the hardest things to overcome. It affects every aspect of your life, not just romance, but everything appearance, everything, everything. It, it really does come down to what your perception is of yourself. And most of the time, whenever people go through relationship issues, you base your perception on yourself on the other person's perception of you. So if the other person doesn't value you or appreciate you, then you feel worthless. And that mm-hmm. affects every aspect of your life. So it's really changing that and making sure that I understand that my value comes from me and not from other people, you know? Mm-hmm. I really, I really told you, I know I sound really therapeutic, I, that's another life goal of mine. I really want to go into like some kind of motivational speaking because I feel like our culture needs it so much. Our women need it. So oh, much. yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a little snippet of here on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> preach, preach. <laughs> yes, I, I really that's I don't know when I'll venture into that. I really wanted to start like an IG page of just mental health. And I try to combine my brand to be very motivational, but I really mm-hmm. want something that's specifically like for our people, for our women, because we go through so much, so I mean, all women in general, not just Hispanic women, but of course I'm Hispanic, so I want to target our people because there's so much bias when it comes to that subject, you know, like there's so much oh, misconception yeah. and taboo, like we don't talk about that, we don't go to therapy, we like, there's so much that I wish I could tell our women <laughs> that I maybe one day I'll be able to, you know, I definitely see that happening. Oh, for sure. And even like just talking about like, beauty and makeup like there's definitely there it can be taken many ways you know some people are like well why do you wear so much makeup or you know whatever but there's also like it's therapeutic almost in a way to kind of put yourself together and feel your best and I even know for me like personally when I started like my therapy journey at sometime it was like last year in the summer and it was definitely at a point where I just stopped caring I just stopped caring about my job I just stopped caring about everything I was at a low point and I didn't care to put on makeup I didn't care to put on a face and after you know kind of going through that and getting a new job and just finding like your purpose and your happiness even my therapist was like oh yeah I noticed you put on makeup like you know like that was a big thing yeah and when when you say therapeutic I've learned that from my the influencers that I collab with you know we we get to know each other on a personal level and sometimes they can't create content as much as you know, they, they regularly do. And they'll come to me and be like, you know, I'm going through this on a personal level. And that's when you realize that people are human behind mm-hmm. social media. They're human, you know, but it goes to that. Like they, they, they express to me that doing makeup, like doing artistic looks is therapeutic for them mm-hmm. or, and for us, like I'm, I don't do artistic looks, you know, I don't know how to do all of that. But to me, it's like, if I'm feeling low, if I really get dressed up, it gives you this boost in confidence. Like you mm-hmm. just feel like you can take on the world. And it really is 
because internally, physically, you're you're glowing, and internally, mm-hmm. you're glowing, and that showcases to people. So I think makeup is is not that you wear too much makeup; is you want to feel better about yourself. That's at the end of the day, everyone wants to look good. You know, if you look good, you feel good, and you put that out there. Mm-hmm. It's not just the highlight that's making you glow. <laughs> No, it's internal, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the highlights, you know. <laughs> the highlight is, good. It's, it's really good. <laughs> I gotta try that yeah. one. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Oh, thank you so much for like sharing that aspect of it. I think that's totally just so important to think about and just everything that you're doing, being able to, I love hearing that balancing it and taking time for yourself because that's totally, I feel like almost that when you take a break, when you take time for yourself, that helps with the creative aspect too. Yeah. And, and, you know, to mention that, uh, to speaking of women, a lot of the times for women, it's hard to take a break for ourselves because of our children. Mm-hmm. And I've had these talks with my friends who are also moms. And I say, you know, take that hour to go do your pedicure or manicure because it will make you feel different. And if they have like little kids, sometimes they feel guilty. And I know I, I do too. I'm like, oh, he was at school all day, but I need to do this. And I'm like, you have to do it. They'll be fine. An hour or two hours for yourself. They're going to be fine. You know, but we get guilt. We guilt trip ourselves ourselves especially with our children because we think we're taking time away from them to do our our stuff but you can't pour from an empty cup so you have to pour into yourself first before you pour into that you know oh yeah I can only imagine because it's like I'm trying to build a business you know I have my full-time job like I'm trying to do it all too and you know I I talk with my husband and he's always like girl do your thing you know I'll stay at home (laughs) with the kids you know very supportive that way we don't play gender roles like hey if you're maybe the better caretaker you know like you take on that role and but for me I feel like almost as a woman there's still gonna be like is there like a gene in there where like the guilt of it you know like no matter if you know you have your partner kind of taking on that role like I think that's why I love to hear from mom entrepreneurs like how are you doing it (laughs) I think it it is in our gene we're caretakers that that was our initial role in life to take care of the house to take care of the children and you know we've evolved into being other other things in life other other you know having jobs and having other responsibilities and having dreams and aspirations but at the end of the day it's still in our nature to be that caretaker caretaker mm-hmm. so of course we're gonna get those guilt trips but we'll be fine that's what we need to put mm-hmm. out there that it's okay to take time for yourself and it's okay to like be a woman you know I mm-hmm. tell my friends all the time like don't forget about you as a woman because you are important too you know what you are what makes you feel good what makes you feel sexy what makes you feel good for, like if you're married what makes you feel good for your husband you know things mm-hmm. like that we, we there's it's so much it takes so much balance for someone to be emotionally healthy but it's doable you know if if we really become self-aware it's definitely doable Mm -hmm. and I think overall it's good for kids to see a happy mom and you know see your mom living out your dreams and just be inspirational like that so I bet Exactly. (laughs) exactly definitely definitely my next question was with everything you do what would you say has been the most challenging part about running your business um it goes back to the time and social media that is my biggest challenge. Damn social media. 
Yes, because um, that you have to have time to create content. To get, like you said earlier um, about, you know, you're looking at other brands and you have to create the level of content that other brands are creating. Like I want people that when they come to my Instagram, they see professional photography. I want them to see, and that takes money and that takes time. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I could take my own little pictures, but they're not going to look as great as if I pay for them, you know? Mm -hmm. so it, that's been a learning a learning experience for me too. So definitely the social media is, is big for me, the marketing. Is, is probably the biggest challenge i'm like how am i going to push my product out there how am i going to create good content and promote good content and good pictures so it's definitely collabing with a lot of people meeting a lot of people i've met amazing photographers models like videographers i'm just so blessed because i'm like now i feel like i have a go-to person for anything that i'm looking for you know so um it, it's definitely the social media it's managing that because you can create products you can fund it you can work on orders, but how are you going to promote this? Like, mm -hmm. you can't just have it sitting at home. you got to be constant. And with social media, you literally have to be on there all the time um, or at least post, you know, enough so that people see you. See you. Maybe they might not buy you today, but you're going to trigger them in a day or two with a great picture. And they're going to be like, oh, I want that one. <laughs> That's what it is, you know? So it's definitely creating that, that great picture and that great content. Yeah, they say some, it takes up to like six times for someone to see something to like finally, you know, all those, you know, conservative the algorithms, mm. all the algorithms kill me. So gee, like sometimes I'm just, I pay for marketing sometimes and I notice that. Shout out to Instagram for doing that to business people. And they want you to pay to play. They want you to pay to play. They make it hard. Once you start paying for promo, oh my goodness. Once you start paying for promo, your other posts will not do as great. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, it's a like, they get you used to like, you know, you pay for promo and you have all these views, taps, websites, and, and buys. And then you buy, you post a regular picture. You don't promote it. And it gets like 20 likes. And you're like... What happened to the algorithm, you know? They want it's your so, money. They, they want, want your, your money. money. So going back to that, so my, my goal for 2022 is really to push to get into some kind of store, even if it's like a, a local small stores, because at the end of the day, as a business, it's really hard to depend just on social media. Like the lockdown mm. a few days ago. I was like, oh. oh my God. Yeah. When it went down. Ooh. TikTok was up. <laughs> Not the lockdown, the shutdown. Yeah. I was like, what happened to Instagram? That's when you realize how... That day, I was like, I really need to get into stores because this is not going to happen at stores. Mm -hmm. Like, you literally have to expand your options because six hours, it was a lot without a social media for a business. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, especially all of those businesses who is like, here's the link to my website where you can find all my info. <laughs> I know. Like, how are they going to shop? They can't shop. So definitely it's, it's challenging. But I would say that is my biggest challenge, marketing and social media. Nice. That was going to be one of my next questions. What would, what are your goals for Victress? But you don't need to ask an Aries their goals. They're going to tell you. <laughs> I jumped the wagon. Huh? I, <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> I, I'm just here to chat. <laughs> Seriously. I'm sorry. But that's oh awesome. God. But no, would you like to see at like Ulta, Sephora, like what yes. type of stores would you like to see? My dream store is Target. That yes. Honestly, because I think we go to Target for everything mm -hmm. and we shop, we go through those aisles and if we see something, we're buying it. There's no, I go to Target when I don't need anything. When I yes. need a romantic walk, <laughs> I need, I go to Target. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's there. You get your Starbucks and then you shop. It's the perfect place. I'm like, my goal is Target. Oh. Honestly, I don't know if I'll make it in a year or two, five, who knows, but I, that is my ultimate goal. I definitely want, I, I really hope 
to when they see Beatrice and Target. I know they do a lot of um, smaller- uh, Like Hispanic uh, Heritage Month? Yeah, or like they have a diversity program where it's Mm. like you offer, if your brand represents something, you can fill, that's my goal, but I'm waiting to put on, put out at least maybe one or two more palettes before I go big like that. So that is in the back of my mind. I've already researched how to like apply for it. I'm really going for the big leagues. Do it. (laughs) You got to do, you know, you got to do it. You got to take it. Go big or go home. Small business have to go big. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) definitely. So that is my goal. But um, 2022 is just to get into any, any store that I can collaborate with smaller. You know, when you go to the mall, sometimes clothing stores have a little area with lashes and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. my goal. So, but again, I'm waiting to put out more product and then have enough product to be like, all right, what do you want to collaborate with? Like, let's contract with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely 2022, I see myself jumping into something like that. Yes, 2022, here yes. we go. Hopefully we see you at Target. I am excited to see the next palettes, <laughs> the ones that make it <laughs> into yeah. the universe. Yes, I, I'm, I'm already working on stuff. I think by January, February, um, I'll launch. I, I haven't decided on a specific date, but I have pretty much everything ready to go um, to to launch a new palette. Uh, I'm launching a new uh, lash book. It's actually called Dopamine Mental Ooh. Health. You know me, I'm big on mental yes. health. So it has like the little do- dopamine molecule with uh, flowers to make it girly, but it's basically a feel-good lash pack. It comes with 10 pairs. So that's coming for the holiday. So that's probably the new product that I'm going to have before the year ends, but 2022, I'm going to, I'm going to try to push stuff out. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Best of luck. You heard it here <laughs> first you. on the podcast. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you. Before we end, I have just a couple of lightning round questions. So the first thing that comes to mind and the first question is who is a Latina that inspires or motivates you? Ooh, that was a rough one. Um, J-Lo, honestly, Yo. J-Lo, is, J-Lo is classy, Latina, empowering businesswoman, actress. I, she's just, to me, she's a great, a great inspiration. Uh, you know, maybe her love life's a little, oh, no, not with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's back in her life, so her love life is not that bad. But, you know, she, I think she's great. She's been consistent. She's never been away. Like, she's always there. She's mm-hmm. literally doing it all. And I, I, J-Lo inspires me for sure. Oh, yes. The businesswoman vibes from yes. J-Lo. Uh-huh. This aspect of J-Lo is amazing. Right. Shout out J-Lo. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? My mom. My mom. My mom believes in me more than anybody in this world. Mm. And um, I remember when I closed down Victress um, the first time, um, she told me I had came to her because somebody told me, uh, you know, it's understandable that you closed it because it's a very competitive industry. Maybe you should pick another industry. Okay. I clearly, yeah, I clearly remember that. And I came to her and she was like, you're not going to pick another in industry. You're going to pick the same industry and you're going to make it. So she told me, you literally have done everything um, as far as like life. You know, I, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be the first to have like, I really want to be an example for my son, you know? So she told me like, there's nothing in this world that you haven't done. Like what makes you think that this is something that you can't do? And I'm like, well, you're right, mom. (laughs) So that was definitely the inspo that I needed. What is her sun sign? (laughs) But uh, she's an Aquarius, I don't know. She's January 22nd. Is it? I think that's Aquarius. She's Aquarius for sure. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's i see that she's i see the future <laughs> awesome okay next question what is the what is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a career in the beauty industry don't look at other look at other brands for inspiration do not look at them as your competition if you start looking at what the other person is doing you're going to feel so small in this world you are looking at influencers um, that are launching makeup products clothing brands and you look at they literally post and they sell out <laughs> that's and you if you compare yourself to that so just look at other brands for inspo because you want to be relevant you want to know as far as trends go Mm -hmm. Look at other brands for trend inspo, but do not look at them as competition. You, you, you are your own person. You're offering something completely different. Even if they are offering an eyeshadow palette and you're offering an eyeshadow palette, it is completely different. You are your own business, your own person and your own idea. So I, I literally, um, I am followed a lot of people on the Victress page, a lot of major brands, mm -hmm. because it was, it was, it was, it was looking at similar products as mine and I was like, mm, like no wonder people are going with them and you're competing you're, you're you can't possibly compete with like a million dollar like a uh, million follower brand like it's impossible so I noticed that it was affecting my my perception of my product so I just unfollowed it's the healthiest thing to do I look at trends but I do not look at other brands I don't care what they're doing I'm me you know mm -hmm. smaller version but I'm doing me Mm -hmm. and that is why las adelitas came nobody has done las adelitas palette you know it's, i've never seen anything like that so it's definitely believing in your own ideas and not looking at the rest yes yes love it love it next question what is the best resource that has helped you along your journey book podcasts apps etc um honestly uh i would say i i don't have a specific book but i do a lot of um I do a lot of spiritual uh, research. I would say I follow about three spiritual advisors on YouTube and I try to do a lot of meditation. So I, at the end of the day, the thing that has gotten me to where I am now, as far as like stability and emotional stability and being able to manage all of that is my self concept. And I've learned how to really bring that out. And it's, um, there's one particular girl, her name is Kim Velez and, um, she, Kim Velez, and then there's another one that's manifesting with Kimberly. So I'm, I'm, you know, when it comes to spirituality, again, in our culture is a little iffy because people are like, you know, it's not God. And I'm like, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ, but I believe it as a higher power. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's a, a phrase that my mom told me, cause I tried to explain this to my mom. Cause I told her, I'm like, creo en Dios, creo mm -hmm. en Jesus. Like, I believe in all of that mom. Pero Dios dice, ayúdate que yo te ayudaré. There's a very phrase that says that. And I said, God is giving us all the resources and we use that to make it happen. So I combine my spirituality with my religion and I create my own little mix of empowerment, you know? So definitely, um, I do a lot of that. I listen to meditation uh, affirmations every single day, every mm. single day without a doubt. And that has helped me with my anxiety and my depression. Um, I was on meds for about... 18 months and I'm blessed to say that for like a year I haven't been on any meds and I've, I've been coping with my you know obviously we have our days but I cope mm -hmm. because I learned how to cope with my emotions finally you know and it was because of that because I started getting really spiritual and like really like you know meditating praying every single day mm. and that's and a good I, way to once again self-awareness you know yes, learn more about yourself self-awareness and also realizing like your self-worth and realizing that 
what you believe about yourself is what you're actually going to do. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what anybody else believes. So that is one, that is, a, that is my go-to every single day. Meditation, prayer, affirmations. Nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Next question. If there is anything you could change about your journey, what would it be? I don't think I would change anything. As cliche as it sounds, I would not change anything. Um, no, I think everything happens for a reason. As corny as it sounds, it's very true. Um, I think um, my my divorce was so rough on me that it, it really marked my life. And I, I could honestly wish that I never had to go through something like that. But I look at it and I'm like, if I wouldn't have gone through all of that, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I mm-hmm. had to. There was no sh- shortcuts. I had to go through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So I totally I, understand I, that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything about my life. I think it, it all has happened at the time, at the correct times and how it needed to happen. This is your story. <laughs> this is my story. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And just the very last question, where can listeners connect with you online after this? Um, they, they can connect on the Victress uh, page on Instagram. They're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's all Victress underscore by Lily, uh, Victress by Lily.com. And also Victress by Lily at gmail.com if they want to email me. Awesome. After the, yeah, after the Spirit of I had a, a couple people actually email me, um, oh. message me on the website. It was very nice, very sweet messages. So definitely, they could do that if they want to. Okay, I awesome. Love, I love that. Send some affirmations. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Beautiful. So I will make sure and link all of that in the show notes in case you guys want to follow on social media or send nice little notes, words of encouragement (laughs) and hopes for, you know, the latest palettes. But that was my last question. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I love to listen to such an inspirational story, inspirational person, motivational Um, for everybody listening. Don't forget to follow Victress by Lily on social media. Check out Las Adelita's palette. It is beautiful. I have used it. I love it. (laughs) We have to get some lashes now. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to the Work Miha podcast. I'll catch you all in the next episode.